We got special work to do here, you and me. You've got the body. I've got the brain. Interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. We're Halloweenies. She was slapping girls and yelling. And... How about that burn explosion there? Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. My bad, I like it. I don't, I don't know what that was. Well, it's, you know. <laughs> it wasn't anything special, I just... I'm not, not sure what else you could have done, you. other than, you know, whale noises in the background or something like that. Yeah. So, that was fine. It was good. Hi, Sean. Hi, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, you know. Good, I'm here. But it's time to, uh, you know, record a show. We're gonna do that. I hope so, because okay, I'm, I'm, you know, the tape is is going, and hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, okay, good. I'm all, I'm all. Uh... Sorry, Sam's not here to interrupt you and 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 distract you from the in- intro to the show. So I thought I'd. I'd give it a shot. I appreciate that. That's good. I appreciate that. This is episode yes. 418, 418. And tonight we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Right? That's what Part it's called. Two. Freddy's Revenge, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. So this is the idea. Oh, excuse me. Andrew, this is where the idea for Angry Birds comes from, Jimison. Hey, um, I, I don't know why this movie brought me back to to middle school, but it did. I'm pretty sure it was the uh, discussion of wet dreams, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that because that's one of the most thrilling parts of the movie. <laughs> the, the, I didn't capture that line, believe it or not, the wet dream. Part. No, no. Oh. It, I had, yeah, I I had a really awkward. You know how old people. And I say old people, meaning old people like old people, but uh, <laughs> not you like know us. How, no, no. You know how they just kind of say things. You know, they tell you about their colonoscopy and, and all kinds of stuff. You don't really want to know, right? Yeah. So the other day, I'm talking with a, a retired uh, fellow colleague of mine who uh, starts to talk about uh, nocturnal events, talking about his CPAP <laughs> machine, and he said, "How many nocturnal events?" he had a night so they put him on a CPAP and I said you know I had nocturnal events at one point in time but it was more in middle school and I don't get them anymore unfortunately <laughs> so there you go thought I'd share that with you I appreciate that that was, that was you're welcome that was lovely it's a little TMI I get it but you know what we're <laughs> Halloweenies and we gotta make this fun that's right that's right we are in the episode uh, week four of cheap scare reviews this is great thank you for that scary story uh no sam tonight again uh he's unavailable unavailable tonight 
But joining us, making her uh, triumphant return. I like to use that word triumphant. I don't know if that actually ever fits here. Making her... I'll take it. Victorious <laughs> return. Uh, actually, I think this is probably the most uh, scheduled return we've had in a long yes. time. <laughs> is Lindsay. This movie gives new meaning to the phrase hot tub, Washburn. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to be be back after our, our first discussion um, where it was your guys' first time watching Nightmare on Elm Street, correct? Yes, yes. That, that's right. So I was glad to, to be here for your introduction to the franchise and I can't wait to continue this journey with you. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I posted on Twitter that you're going to be our, uh, we're, we're doing yes. the entire franchise with you. Over, I'm your guide. Yeah, you will be our guide <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna hold our hands um, mm-hmm. with the sharp blades and and we're gonna be good. <laughs> so I'm I'm all for it. So, but before we get on to the other nightmares, we must first soldier our way through Nightmare on Elm Street to Freddy's Revenge. Yes. And as we it, it, when when we get to you know third and fourth and fifth ones and whatever, because there's like nine or something, right? Um, there's there's a bunch. I don't know. Six? I think six. Okay. I might be missing one, but I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out later. <laughs> we'll have our crack uh, research team get on that. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see kind of how, you know, they rank among, you know, amongst each other. So so right now I only have the first one to compare to this one. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about how they compare in just a little bit. But first, Andrew is here to read us uh, very eloquently what this movie is, according to some source, usually IMDb. A teenage boy is haunted in his dreams by a deceased child murderer, Freddy Krueger, who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror in the real world. That's that's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Right? I think that actually... Usually we read these and I'm like, eh, it's kind of crappy. Yeah. But this... <laughs> This fits the movie. That actually kind of works. It does. I think it helps that because the plot itself is pretty simple. Uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty basic plot, so I think that works. By the way, Andrew, what I noticed that you're you're drinking out of your cheap seat reviews mug there. What you what you drinking? Yeah, this is a little decaf. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it colder you are? Um, it's chillyish. Yeah. 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 I was just curious. I know I know people listening don't really care about the weather, but uh, it was just an opportunity for me to say cheap seat reviews mug and that you can go yes. buy yeah. one at our website on our on our store. They keep your beverage nice and toasty. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. But that's any coffee mug. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Just ours happens to have a, a cool chair on the on the on the front. Uh-huh. I'm I'm drinking out of my my usual Mega Man uh stickered uh you know Thing. Anyway, again, yeah. no, no one... I I really like the the horror design chair that you've got yeah? up for this episode. If you made a coffee mug with that on it, I would definitely yeah. buy that. Okay, that's that's yeah, good so to know. Listeners, if you haven't seen this, you should check out our. It's pretty uh, cool. Check out our Instagram and our our Twitter and all the places that we are, and check out this design that Sam made. It was this. Am I correct in saying he used the AI to create this? <laughs> yeah, this was one of those AI generated things, and he yeah. he used key phrases like 
uh, winged high back brown winged winged back chair Freddy Krueger uh, horror, and it just spit out this beautiful <laughs> horror mm-hmm. chair. I it's mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it, it, it might just be the primary logo we use during Halloween, or really anytime we're gonna break out a, a horror film. It just mm-hmm. might be the default you know logo it's pretty great uh i it i, I kind of do want to put that in the store as as an option oh do do yeah i think i think people would dig it i do too i think uh that would make a good shirt so go to our store on t public and uh support us financially there uh actually well by the time this airs the the sale will be closed but there's <laughs> everything's on sale right now but that doesn't help you <laughs> as a listener uh, but I don't know, maybe by the time you listen to this, it'll have been enough weeks or enough days to go by the store. will be back on sale. All right. Enough of that nonsense. So again, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, this uh, sequel to the first, obviously, starring Robert Un- England, right? England? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I always, that always, because it's the L-U-N-D instead of A-N-D, yeah. I still feel weird. Starring Robert England as, of course... Freddy Krueger, and a bunch of other people that I don't know, uh, directed by Jack uh, Shoulder, written by Wes Craven and whatnot. And this director, Jack Shoulder, has done some things. Uh-huh. Uh, he's uh, he's not doing anything anymore, but he's done mostly, it looks like, some kind of, you know, TV horror movies he did. You know, he did The Omen in 95, and he did... Something called Runaway Car in '97. He did a couple. He did an episode of Tales of the Crypt. He did a, a movie called Alone in the Dark before this, uh, which looks like a a few dangerous and delusional mental patients break out of a mental asylum during a power blackout and lay siege to their new doctor's house, who they believed killed their previous doctor. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Jack Palance is in it. Martin Landau. Oh my. Okay. And anyway, so my point is, is that he's you know this guy's done some stuff. He uh, he directed an episode of Tremors, the TV show, not the the movie. And he also directed an episode of Mortal Kombat. I didn't know there was a TV show called Mortal yeah. Kombat Conquest. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the full version. It's just the mobile version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, this movie, yeah, I'm really interested to talk about this movie because well, I have strange opinions about it. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. So let's okay. let's start off no. with our let's start off with our five word review. Andrew, I'll let you go first. Okay. Five word review. Hot and wet awkward kissing. <laughs> why is it so hot why is it so wet everything in this movie is hot and wet it is yeah and uh awkward right we got the awkward kiss between uh lisa and jesse and then we got the awkward kiss between lisa and freddie who is actually jesse mm-hmm. spoiler but I, just there's so much awkward kissing in this movie i, I was uncomfortable watching this um but you know what 
you're probably going to find this weird. I like this movie better than the first one. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I was more interested in this one. And I, maybe it's because I cared about the character a little of, of Freddie, not really the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Jesse a little, I don't know. He kind of was, he was Luke Skywalker-y to me. He yeah. was kind of whiny and, you know, um, but it's, is it a complex story? No, not at all. Um, but it's, it's a fun little watch. I had a good time. Okay. Yeah. Neat. All right. Uh, all right, Lindsay, what you got? My, uh, five word synopsis is the first queer horror movie. Interesting. So I was mm-hmm. I was just reading about that in on yes. the IMDb in the trivia. How mm-hmm. Mark Patton, who is the actor mm-hmm. that plays Jesse, mm-hmm. is openly gay. And now, yes. Yeah, now, yeah. But he not uh, when this was made. No. But oh, okay. he stated, or according to an interview, I uh, or thing that I read that he said that he played the character as if he were closeted gay. Oh. Well, and also it's it's written this way too. It's written to have homosexual su- subtext, and a lot of people say it's a little more than subtext. Mm. But um, but yeah, it was, it was written that way, and and he acted out what the character was. Yeah, we do kind of get a, a kind of a S and M moment with the coach <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, not kind of. Not kind of. We get full on man butt there. Oh yeah. Yes. With some with some slapping. I mean it was very strange <laughs> that it was towel slapping was his torture. Wasn't it though? Like I, that's <laughs> so strange to me. Yeah. I feel that's how you like bully a kid in middle school. Exactly. Or yeah. You know. Exactly. Which maybe that's the point. Maybe it that's is. Yeah. they were trying to bully the coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean and I think I think you're right. I think that was the point, but it just was so strange. And that it was hitting him hard enough to not only leave marks, but to like cut him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just it was so just strange. had this red ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that actor took it, man. He he was he took it. He he did his job. I'm I'm trying to find him here. Coach Marshall Bell, Coach Schneider. I've seen him in we other know him things. from yeah, yeah. He's been we in a lot him. of stuff. Um the one that sticks out to me is oh god I can't even think of it I'm blanking on the name it's um Total Recall Stand by Me he plays Stand. the dad he plays Gordy's dad in Stand by Me yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah and he's Quato but there's something else that we know him from we saw him oh, in did we do Starship Troopers I can't remember but he's in Starship Troopers mm-hmm. uh, he's the guy he's the general that they rescue who screams and then eventually gets his brain sucked out by the bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of because I know I've seen him in a military type role. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go through his his thing here. So, oh, he was he was in Dick Tracy. Was he? He was Lips Cop. Okay. Man, that's a movie I haven't seen in a real long time that I need to revisit. Yeah, well, you know, go watch it and then listen to our review of it. It was a good time. Yes, I will. It was a good time. Uh, we, <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone else. He's X Files. 
He was in The Chase. Is that that? Uh, yeah, it's that. The uh, <laughs> Chase, that Charlie Sheen, Christy oh Swanson film. Oh, uh, film. Right. Uh, let's yeah. see. He was in Airheads, Natural Born Killers. The Pretender, The Brave, Starship Troopers. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has a been in a lot, lot of stuff. stuff. He's just one of those actors that just, you know, he's he's never going to be the lead. He's just he's he's good at being what he needs to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rescue Dawn as an admiral. I think maybe I'm thinking of him from either uh, Total Recall or Star Starship Troopers. Sure, that's where I remember. That makes sense. Oh, he was in an episode of The Newsroom. Oh, sorry. It's, that's one of those shows that I watch every year. One of the... So, anyway, he's, I mean, he's... Yeah, you're right. He's done a lot. He's, he's, still, he's still working. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's got three things that are in post-production right now. Oh, he's got something in, in pre-production, too. So, I mean, you know, good for him. The guy's still working. Yeah. Born in 1942, so he's... He's uh, wow. he's like five years older than my dad. It's crazy. Yeah, well, good for him. Keep on uh, doing your thing. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, the coach boy. Uh, and there was some other kind of. I'm trying to think. Uh, you could say talking about you know some of the kind of homoerotic uh, scenes in the mm-hmm. movie besides just the S and M part. You also had. Yeah. So the relationship between him and the dude, the other guy, mm-hmm. I was kind Brady. of confused because, like, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, they're fighting, and yes. he's like, he pantses him. Mm-hmm. So like, we get some more man ass in that in that shot. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then, like later in the movie, they're pals. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you remember being in high school and people pants each other, their friends, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You fought with your friends. I never fought with any of my friends like that. Oh. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, Chris Manley, who is, you know, uh, people that of the show know him. Some of my friends on the podcast know him. He was my best friend in high school and middle school, and we wrestled, but right. we never once fought. This was a fight. Like they were was it though. I mean, they were just kind of rolling around on the grass. It, it looked like a fight. They were with, they were bleeding. with pants down. And 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 it's purposeful too. I mean, that's that's where that that subtext comes in, because there's that that one scene where where Jesse literally runs from uh, Lisa and goes to uh, what's his name? What's the friend's name? Grady's Ron bedroom. Grady. Ron Grady. Yeah. And they have that conversation, and he's like. Uh, you need help. You want help. You have a you have a female in a cabana waiting for you, and you're running to me. And you want you know you want me. To. Yeah. There's that whole scene, and it's just yeah. <laughs> a lot. A lot of people. Um, that that's one of the scenes a lot that a lot of people point to when when talking about the subtext. Interesting. Okay. Well. But I, Andrew, I'm very curious. Um, as to um, you liking this one over the first one, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think maybe just the the story to me was a little better, even yeah. though it's, it's just a simple story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe it's being <laughs> honestly, maybe it was because we were outside in the world a little bit more and not just locked in the house. You know, there were some things though about the the movie that I didn't understand. 
Um, like there's one scene where he's just wearing scrubs for somebody like <laughs> he's wearing a blue scrub shirt. Was that a thing in the 80s? I, I mean, have no wear, idea. For scrubs. Um, and then uh, the scene where she, where Lisa goes to find him. How does she know to go to this factory? Like well, she, she went to the library or something or read some story, something like that. At the, at the end? Tomorrow at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they went oh. there together, remember? Like, they went there together mm-hmm. to try to, you know, channel, you know, something, the energy of Freddy, mm-hmm. and they walked around. If they could feel some connection there. Yeah, because she, yeah, oh, okay. she did the research and found out that that's where he was, he was murdered or whatever, was at the factory. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I still, I mean, even though they did, had that, I, I don't, if it were me in that position... I would not have known to go there to look for him. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like it was a little convenient. It but. was, but I'm I'm more confused about the face dog things. Like the those bait, things yeah. are so weird looking. I don't know why they're there. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> like those poor dogs. I mean, it's clearly just some Rottweilers with uh, these weird face baby mask. face things. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy looking. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's no point to those. <laughs> it, it's, it's very weird. It's it's really weird. And again, like, what was the purpose? What was the point? And they mm-hmm. like, it's not like. I mean, I understand when you have a sequel, there are certain rules that you have to follow from the first movie, and then you also yeah. want to introduce some new things too. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's it's boring. It, you know, you have you have to have yeah. something new. You have to have something, whatever. But like, all of a sudden, Freddie has pets and. Yeah, but they don't that's, do anything. No, that's my that's my biggest gripe against this movie is that the first one firmly established what the rules were. You know, don't fall asleep. He invades your dreams, and that's where his power lies. But he can be brought, you know, into the real world in yeah. a specific way. And in this one. It is different, and it seems like his powers, when he does get to the real world, are just he can do whatever. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no clear cut. Like he's setting things on fire. The temperature is getting real hot, and th- there's no real reason, you know, for why he uses each one. Yeah, it's almost like they were saying, well, we do need to up the ante because this is the second one, yes. and so we're going to give him some more some more powers and abilities that he mm-hmm. can control. And it's like, I understand yeah. why he has some of those abilities. Like, you know, he was burned and set on fire and he lives in a boiler, you know, he's getting, he's turning the heat up on everybody like they did on him, that kind of thing. But it's like, just, there was no rhyme or reason to, to some of the other stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I was with you. I'm with you with the, you know, like the heat, like why the, the Jesse is always hot is because Freddie is somehow, affecting the environment you know because like like you said because he was burned alive so mm-hmm. therefore he's going to make you hot and mm-hmm. I, i'm all for that and but it but you're right like the the first one says here are the rules you fall asleep things happen now when you fall asleep you die in the real life i again i yeah. before we when and i know i talked about it but just in case people are listening to this one that didn't listen to that one first of all shame on you go listen to the first one <laughs> secondly my biggest misconception about that movie was that I always thought that he killed you in your dream. 
as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to you fall asleep and then he has access to you because he kills you in the real world. And all of the times, all of his victims were awake when he killed them. Um, no one was asleep. No one, to, to, to use a bad expression, no one woke up dead, you know? But, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. whereas in this movie, all of his kills are... are awake. Awake. Yeah. And there's actually not very many kills. There's only like three. Yeah, there's not a lot. In the movie. And some other things that are kind of different... I guess I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. But my point was, is that like, you're right. The, the, the first movie says, must be asleep. Sleep is bad. He, you die because of your whatever. And we get to, because you're asleep, we get to make some fun, weird, creative choices. Mm-hmm. You know, like weird long arms and some other things like yeah. that. <laughs> but in, in this movie, because he's in the real world for a, a long, a, a good amount of time, he's in the in the real world. We don't get any of that mm-hmm. weird kind of fanat- or fantastical stuff. I mean, I guess boiling the pool is kind of fantastical, but yeah. But, it's but really, just... the only, yeah, we get like the tongue. That's about all we get. That's yeah. exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, everything's pretty. You know, just it, it. It might as well be you know Halloween. You know, it's just a dude with sharp some sharp gloves. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's just a guy, right? There's there. It, yeah. We lose some of that. So I'll I'll do my five word. And that is, I gotta scroll back up to it. Hold on, it is. Uh, it's actually only four words this time. So Andrew, you get to borrow one for next time. Okay, <laughs> I'm banking it. Yeah, bank it. For a little little credit there. Neat concept, poor execution. Okay. So I did not like this movie. Okay. Um, at all. <laughs> I just I was bored. I I was on my phone. <laughs> A, a little bit. Uh, I mentioned pre-show. I, I started just looking around at things that Andrew is going to come up with for the game. I just... <laughs> this movie didn't do anything for me. Again, the first one, I wasn't I wasn't looking to be scared, right? You know, the fir- mm-hmm. I didn't think that the first one or this one was going to actually scare me. But right. I was looking for some really interesting kind of fun horror elements. Mm-hmm. And the first one did that. The first one really captured me with, you know, hey, this is a low-budget film, but we're going to do some really interesting stunts and tricks and whatever, and we're going to have blood pouring out of the bed, and we're going to have, you know, uh, Johnny Depp talking to his mom about porn or something. Like, we're going to have all these <laughs> these kind of weird things, and this movie just, it's just kind of a boring slasher movie with, you know, a guy. You know, again... No one's asleep. There's no weird. I mean, the 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 coach getting whipped to death by towels was funny, mm-hmm. but the guy wasn't asleep. The coach wasn't asleep. Right. Jesse wasn't asleep. Yeah, no. there were some moments in this one that it it's hard to tell. I mean, you you figure it out after watching it, but it's hard to tell. Are we in a dream sequence or are we awake? Like, is this real world? Yeah. Or is this, which I think it's supposed to feel that way in some aspects, but. Yeah, like the like the scene with the coach that like you're talking about, it just doesn't make a lot of sense that nobody's asleep in this. I mean, he's yeah. he's in the mm-hmm. real world. I guess he's more possessing Jesse at this point. Yeah. It yeah, it's a possession film. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean the most of the really cool like practical effects and everything from the first one were taking those, you know, 
faces of reality and making them dreamlike, you know, when she's walking up the steps and it turns into oatmeal and stuff like that. And we didn't get a lot of that fun stuff in this movie. Yeah. Which I think it's kind of a shame. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, well, and, and, and going forward, there's a return to that stuff, but I think any nightmare on Elm street movie is, is a little lacking without that element. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's because taking place in your nightmares, not reality. It's taking place in your nightmares. Because we already right. have those movies that are, are reality. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this came out in, mm-hmm. what did I say? Is 85? 80 something. 80, 85, yeah. I guess that's right. Well, um, but I mean, at this point, we already had, to what, two Halloween movies? When did Friday the 13th come out? Um, 80? Uh, 80, 1980. Uh, so yeah. we've already had... You know, a couple of these movies, these kind of movies. So don't make another one, is my point. Yeah. You know, make something. They've been making another one for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase my. Don't, what I mean by don't make another one is it's don't make another nightmare. I'm saying don't make yeah. another one of those movies, right? Because mm-hmm. the only difference is, is that one guy uses a knife, one guy uses a machete. And Freddy has a you know a glove with knives in it. If mm-hmm. that's the only difference, then that then it's who cares. But what made the first one, what made me like the first one, is because it's crazy. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's over the top, and I'm I'm for it. Like it almost had an Evil Dead vibe. Oh be- yeah, because of the over the topness, which I like. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that I like this one, and I've kind of already mentioned it, is I I want to know Freddy's story. Like, I want to see where he goes. And I think possibly that's why these movies are such a big thing and why there have been so many sequels, because it is his story, really, throughout all these movies, right? I mean, we're we're finding out more about him, and we, you know, maybe not as much in this one. We don't really find out about his past a little, but... Oh, yeah, you find out things later on in the franchise. Whether or not you're going to like those things, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's that's interesting. That's a a good tease. That's a good tease because, I mean, and you're right, Andrew. Like, these types of movies, it's all based on the bad guy. It's all based on... Well, that's what... That's the... That's the common denominator in all these movies is Freddy because everything else kind of changes movie to movie. We go different locations, different characters. I mean, there's some that carry on and some that don't, but really the only horror franchises or one of the big slasher franchises that follow doesn't follow bad guys scream because they Mm -hmm. follow Sidney Prescott and the killer changes each time. Mm -hmm. But with Freddy, it's very much, very much his franchise. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, not knowing. I mean, because it is so. Like, obviously, like the Halloween franchise, the two, mm-hmm. the two characters is you know Michael mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I mean, does that is that similar to to Jason, the the Friday the Thirteenth movies, or or not? No. Okay. Jason, Jason is the only thing the Friday the Thirteenth movies are. Everything else is interchangeable. That and Camp Crystal Lake. Jason and, and Camp Crystal Lake. So okay. 
I mean, yeah. there's 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 certain things, location and the monster or the creature or their weapon. Certain things carry on throughout and and just become signifiers for those horror characters. All right, interesting. We'll see. So now, now I know. Oh, sorry. Um, jump scares. Right. Mm-hmm. This movie had one. It wasn't really scary, but it had a pretty big one at the pool, right? At the party. I don't remember the first movie having a jump scare. Did it? Am I forgetting? It had a couple. Did it? This one, uh, Freddie kind of jumps up while the kids are outside mm-hmm. through the through the floor. The deck or through of the, the pool or whatever. Deck. Yeah. yeah, the deck of the pool. Um, and so other than that moment, this to me, this whole movie was just a sus- suspense type movie. There wasn't, I mean, there were horror elements, like you're saying, like, yeah. you know, he does pull the skin off and expose his brain at one point. And, you know, there, of course there's killing and slashing and all that, but that was the only like scare. If you can even call it that, it wasn't really that scary, but yeah. I thought the grossest one was when after Freddie as Jesse bites her leg and she goes to the plant and she looks down and he's making her see bugs crawling in and out of it. Yeah. That was kind of creepy. That was, that was a good effect. And, and uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I I kind of enjoyed that one, but no, you're right, Andrew. There's not a whole lot of jump scares. I mean, I think when Jesse goes to look downstairs and then he turns around and Freddie's right there, you know, you get a, you get an attempted jump scare, but you know, and probably in '85 that would have gotten you in the theater, but because we've uh-huh. seen that trope 150 times, you know, <laughs> we are used to it. Again, this is, and this is the first time that you know he and I have watched this. Andrew, this will be, oh yeah, you know, going forward, this is the first time every time. Oh yeah, for for most of these, <laughs> I I I mean, I think I'm trying to think, Andrew. The, the only this might not be a true statement because if we ever do the Evil Dead franchise for the podcast, mm-hmm. which that would be a fun trilogy to do, you know, one, two, and three, back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Pick a month and just do that. For... Every other horror movie that we've watched I, I will, will be new for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, and le- Okay, I'm, I'm thinking some other ones that I've seen, because I've seen The Ring, The Grudge, and, okay. and 28 Days Later. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have a fun story about that one. Which one? At least I do. 28 Days Later. Well, what's your story? Well, we were in college when we watched that. We were we were rooming together. Yeah. Right? right. And yeah. there was a bunch of us there in the apartment. And my wife, who was my fiance at the time, um, was over. And we were all sitting down to watch this together as a you know, bunch of different couples and a bunch of people. And... Like five minutes into the movie, she was like, "We've got to, we've got to go out of out of here. I can't watch this." <laughs> so I don't, I never got to watch the movie. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't remember that, but I, but now that you say it, I, I kind of remember it a little bit. But yeah, that's yeah. that's too funny. Yeah, uh, the the only, we, I think we ended up watching Twenty Eight Days instead of. <laughs> days <later>. Nice. <laughs> yeah, my, I know I've told on the podcast before, but. The only real story from any kind of horror film I remember when I was so in my now wife when we were dating in college, and I think you, I think you moved out at this point because this is apartment four, 
but I lived in a in a townhome with you know three other guys, and it was a you know two story townhome, and I was on the bottom floor. So we go watch The Grudge, right? In a movie about you know the ghost and the kid and the cat and whatever, and so there's that the cat that's scurrying in the attic, right? Which is what makes Sarah Michelle Gellar go upstairs in the first place because she hears mm-hmm. that scurrying, and then that's kind of when things kind of go downhill for her for that movie. But we get home that night, my you know Sarah and I, and my roommate Chris, who I mentioned earlier, he had a black cat. And that cat was upstairs scurrying around. And I walked upstairs and I said, Chris, you need to get your cat under control. And he says, why? And I said, please, just get your cat under control or I'm going to have to drown it in a bathtub. So, Uh, all right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, Okay. So, sorry, I'm just, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Because oh, no, you're fine. most of my notes are just, you know, some of them are me asking questions like I do, and then other ones are just, mm-hmm. you know, things where I'm just kind of making fun of the movie. For example, okay. when he falls asleep in class and he wakes up because there's a snake wrapped around him. Yeah. And then the teacher says, well, if you want to play with animals, you need to, I don't remember what he says. He says something stupid. Go, go to the zoo. Go to the zoo. Go to the zoo, yeah. It was, a, it was a dumb line. But did they put the snake on him without the teacher seeing? Like, I don't understand. I guess. You know, they had to, yeah. How clueless is that teacher that someone got up, grabbed that big snake, and wrapped it around him? It just, <laughs> it was, it annoyed me. All of the teachers in this movie suck, but that's just an 80s thing. Mm. Right. Especially gym teachers, teachers, right? Because we just watched Carrie a few weeks ago. And that oh, teacher yeah. was just, she was slapping girls and yelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of bad adults, uh, Lisa, is it Lisa? Kim, sorry. I keep calling her Lisa. It's Kim. Um, right? Uh, that's the actress's The name. actress's um, name, Kim. The character's Lisa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So Lisa's parents, like at the party, mm-hmm. they go upstairs and they leave these kids alone and like they start partying. Which, you know, it's fine, whatever. But then he comes out with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And he's standing 10 feet away from Freddy Krueger and misses. Like, this is the mm-hmm. worst stormtrooper shot I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> well, he had been drinking. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole scene was really strange to me. Like, he's down there. Like, it's they're all having a good time. He's grilling burgers. For all of these kids, right? Yeah. And then the wife's like, hey, it's time to go upstairs and have sex like adults. And he's like, hey, kid who I don't know, you're in charge of the grill. I'm like, that's a lot of meat you just left on the grill to some stranger. Yeah. You know? And so then they go upstairs and they have a little drinky drink. And I mean, it's clear what's about to happen, right? Like, yeah. the adults are going to have some sex, which is good for mm-hmm. them. You know, married couple, do your thing. Yes. So then the lights turn off and the kids are like, yeah, it's time to whatever. And so they get loud. And, of course, you know, the guy's like, whoa, what's going on outside? But and it was weird because their lights turned off. But when they when we go back and see them, their lights are still on in the bedroom. But whatever. Yeah. Oh. But it's, yeah. it's you fun. know what? You, you know how we know this is fiction? No dad would ever leave the grill and leave the meat in charge of someone else. No. Absolutely. He'd have finished no. and went in, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
every dad would stand there and grill all of that meat until it's all cooked. Would they still stand there if their wife was like, come on, let's let's go inside? Yeah, I'd be like, go ahead and get started. I have to put the the grill away. (laughs) Exactly. Like, we don't leave meat unattended. No. Just just five more minutes. These burgers are almost done. Let me get them on a plate, and then I'm all yours. But oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, when when we uh, were celebrating Sean's 40th birthday, we almost killed him on a side of a mountain, and we were still worried about the burgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lindsay, I literally fell. We we were, we grilled literally on oh kind of god. a side of a mountain, and I lost my footing and fell backwards and. Um, I mean, I was I was bleeding everywhere. I mean, I and mm. the I had this I had the spatula right. Like I flung the spatula, and we had to go find it with our cell phones because it was pretty dark. And you I know, Andrew's it. like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Are the burgers good?" <laughs> <And he> goes, <laughs> yeah, the burgers are fine. And uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I cut my hands up. I was bleeding all over. I had oh uh, my gosh, I tore my pants. I mean, I was in bad shape. So we go hobbling <laughs> back inside. And, and of course, the guys are like, hey, are, you know, the burger's ready. And I'm like, yeah. And then they see I'm dripping blood in the hall. And they're like, are you okay? I, I need to get a first aid kit. But the burgers look great. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew's not wrong. That is the first thing I asked is, are the burgers okay? Because mm-hmm. I was afraid that when I fell, because I knew I flung the, the spatula, I was putting the burgers on the tray. I was afraid that. Oh, you went like this with the burgers? Yeah, I was afraid like I had yeah. like the tray. You know, like if there's nothing worse than being injured and losing the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, I think. Speaking of um, burnt meat, how about that bird exploding in midair? Oh. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I took notes. And one of my notes is just birds. And I couldn't remember yeah. why I wrote down birds. But now I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the... another of his powers. I, I mean,. These birds, my great-grandmother had a parakeet, and it was the sweetest little thing ever, except it was annoying when it would talk all the time. But these birds, are they're vicious. You never see vicious parakeets, at least, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a bird uh, aficionado, but uh, this was a little nuts. And then it just exploding in midair like that. It was Freddie making them do it. Yeah, oh, that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you throw rice at weddings. By the way, they explode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> they. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was a little confused. Like I again, I'm I'm okay with things are getting hot, which I thought was interesting that everyone, like that the hot wasn't just, you know, just for Jesse, right? Like everyone. Mm-hmm. Was getting was feeling the effects, so it, it kind of showed that the, the his powers were in fact affecting the real world. But when the when the birds like so one of them immediately died, right or something. Yeah, the one like attacked the other one and ripped its neck out. Yeah, yeah, it, it turned <laughs> evil, and then it started. I just it it kind of made me laugh that like these people were very scared of this little bird, and I thought, how vicious could this little guy be? I mean. He scratched Clue Gulliger's cheek. Yeah, he did. I was I was <laughs> laughing at that point. I was like, "This vicious bird has just give this guy a little nick on his cheek, and yeah. he's acting like it's running after him with a butcher knife." Oh man! 
but then but then the dad's reaction it just again 80s dad right they all suck and uh-huh. and he's like you put a you put an m80 in the, inside the bird like Really? How is that even possible to do that? You know? Add a cherry bomb to it. Like, like you put a cherry bomb with a fuse, you know, five feet long, and shoved it down this bird. Like cherry bombs are and large. And it lived until it exploded. <laughs> yeah, it lived long enough to fly around and then explode. I just, I understand the dad is looking for a logical reason, but that's the worst logical reason ever. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh! Um, but also, when it exploded and the feathers floated down, it reminded me of that scene from Shrek when she's <laughs> when she's singing and she makes she's the singing bird. and makes the bird. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't supposed to make me laugh, but it did. It made me laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, that literally was one of my notes. Oh my god, the bird exploded. That was funny. Let's see. Uh, selling beer to a high schooler at the S and M bar. I thought that was kind of funny, but. Okay, again, the coach sucks. The coach is at the SM bar. He sees him, but then he punishes him. I don't understand that. He punishes him for being somewhere he shouldn't be, but yeah. he he takes the kid back to the school. Yeah, I don't to punish him after hours, which is, which is a little strange and a little, a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but I would be more concerned that the kid is gonna say I saw Coach, whatever his name is, at the yeah. S&M bar. Right. Right. Yeah, like... I mean, the, people already say that about him. Right. But this would be confirmation. Yeah, it, right. yeah. It, it seems like something where... And maybe we're, we're, we're in, you know, 2022 sensibilities. But if, if Andrew were there as a patron and he saw one of his students walk in... Andrew's not going to go up and greet them. He's going to run the F away. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull the hoodie up and yeah, you're, you know, you're, put the hat down. Yeah, ex- exactly. You're, you're, now, again, 2022 sensibilities means that that kid has a cell phone and can take pictures of you. But Which is why I don't, I mean, you know, I wore a mask for COVID, but at this point, I just wear it to hide from people. Yeah. No, I, I it is effective. <laughs> yeah. Yours, Lindsay, you have really long blonde hair. I think that kind of uh, makes you... Uh, it it just... outs me quite often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, again, last few notes I got before I play a few clips here. Uh, but you, you're not wrong. Again, the fact that he took him back to the high school was very weird to me. Even in the '80s, that seems strange. It just it it, it would have made more sense had he the coach taken him home, right? You know, just hey, I, I found your son at a place where he wasn't supposed to, or whatever. But I know it, mm-hmm. it, we needed to have the scene where he's attacked by all the gym equipment for some reason, which I I did laugh because they had some kind of they had a bad camera angle on one of the tennis ball containers, and you could 100% see the hose. That fire. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, you could you could totally see it. So, so Sean, what what was flying at the coach's face? Tennis balls. Oh, uh, Dude, damn it! There damn was it. something. Yeah, hold on. Was... I I. <laughs> all right, set it up again. Okay, the all the stuff was flying in his face. What were these things? Balls. Were they? Check one balls. <laughs> yes, all those balls were flying at his balls. face. Balls. Oh, sorry. 
right. And the I, director claims to not have known or realized the sub the the overtones of this film while he was shooting it. He said he claims he has no idea. He scouted he had to scout a gay bar and all this stuff, and he claims he had no idea this subtext was in the film. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. You don't know what you so, don't know, I guess. That's very true. It is very true. And and I mean it was nineteen eighty five, or probably nineteen eighty four when they shot yeah. it. Uh, I've got a I've got a camera question. Okay. So some camera work at the beginning of the movie where the bus is off in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. And the earth is kind of falling away. Was there was it just me or was there a scene where there was actual physical dirt and then behind that dirt was a screen of them playing some footage of of earth falling away so it looked like the earth was falling down behind the stationary dirt in the foreground oh i didn't catch that i i, I saw it and i thought that's i wonder how they're doing that because we can't cgi that at 1984 or 1985 yeah. it was probably um, probably rear projection or something like that yeah yeah something like that so it uh it was somewhere at the beginning of the movie i saw it and i was just kind of intrigued by how it was done yeah there was some interesting miniature work in this movie mm-hmm. too, with the, the underneath shots of the bus teetering yeah on those rocks and stuff well, the, i will say this about that and i know it's a dream sequence but the most unbelievable part of that bus sequence was that when that bus first hit the dirt, I mean that the rear of that bus flew up like seven mm-hmm. or eight feet. I mean that thing, like those kids would have been had broken bones. Yeah, there's there were no seat belts in yeah. buses. Are there even now? No, I have no idea. They're still not. I don't think. Oh my there gosh. are in some. Yeah. Are, are there? I don't know. They <laughs> yeah. weren't in the '90s when I was riding mm-hmm. the bus. I mean. That thing was going so fast when it hit those bumps. I mean, those kids would have had like they would have been like the because the next shot they're just still sitting there and the camera's just kind of bouncing. I'm like, no, that terrain, no like that that thing is bouncing like crazy. They would have you know arms like they'd be bleeding. I mean, it would be a nightmare. It would be like and Harrison Ford inside the uh, refrigerator. <laughs> and I mean, I know that part's a dream sequence, but this is supposed to be in Indiana. And it's a desert with mountains <laughs> like that. I, I, I haven't seen that in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. Okay. You're right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't found, okay. So the, okay, hold on. This is interesting. So I'm on the trivia page. I'm 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 scrolling through. This was this one's really interesting. Wes Craven refused to work on this film because he never wanted or intended for there to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also never wanted the first film to have a happy ending. He also uh-huh. didn't like the idea of Freddy manipulating the protagonist into committing murders. Uh so there's that. So then I scrolled down a little bit here. And body count 10. Ten people die in this movie. Yeah, he he slashes through quite uh, several at the pool uh, party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it's just not they just don't show it or, or showcase it very well. Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that because I did write down on my notes that uh, Lisa's parents better have a damn good insurance policy. 
okay. all these people at their house. <laughs> so, I don't know. This isn't a hopping man. Um, and, Lindsay, did we explain hopping man in the first time you are on it? I don't remember. No. Ho- hopping man is a, so. is, a, is a cheap seat reviews trope that we invented where if a movie introduces a character and then we don't have resolution of that character, uh, it comes from the movie Dark Man where there's a guy that has a has a machine gun for a leg who we're introduced to and then he just disappears and isn't in the final in the final scene to the movie so because he was hopping he's called the hopping man okay so and again for those who are listening new hopping man so this isn't a hopping man it's just a, I think it's just a plot hole but Jesse is in the bedroom and he kills his friend with mm-hmm. with magic finger knives, yeah, and then and then he escapes, but I mean that he that guy died, his friend mm-hmm. died, but like there's, it does there's no consequence for that, no, like <laughs> his he murdered his friend, I I'm just well, that's that seems well, strange like there are there are people dead, and there's a an actual human person that they can kind of point to, but oh yeah. You know they just kind of they kind of ignore that, I think. Well, because at the end, I hate the ending of this movie. <laughs> That's one of the things about this movie that I don't like. I don't like the ending of this movie that it's just like, oh, no, Freddy isn't dead. And here's the dream sequence that you had in the first one. It's, you know, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. But um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's fine. I had a, I had a point, but I it 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 just escaped me. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I, it it goes back to Wes Craven not wanting that happy ending in the first one, and yes. and the, to to make the sequels, and then just in this one, we're just full on. It, there's gonna be more of these. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm I'm frankly kind of looking forward to because I mean they they they're kind of a beloved film franchise and I don't know I just I guess I'm interested to see what they what what has got coming for because this movie I mean we're gonna do rankings in a little bit but I mean IMDb has this thing at a four point five a five point four excuse me yeah it's 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 usually it's, the if you ask people like big Nightmare on Elm Street series fans if you ask them which one they like the least this one or um freddy's dead usually so interesting this one usually ranks low on the list of rankings okay well it's interesting for some people for for some people yeah the so i'm looking at the poster here for for this movie and (laughs) the poster kind of sucks i'm just gonna be honest so it shows him holding Lisa, and he's looking in the mm-hmm. mirror, and it shows half of his face, but then the other half isn't Freddy. It's like some weird skull thing, mm-hmm. and then the the claw glove is like five times too big because it's like the size of her whole back, <laughs> and then there's... Like some kind of giant raven in a thunderstorm cloud. Is that supposed to be our killer parakeet? I mean, what is happening? Oh, it might be. This, <laughs> this, this, which also, it, it, the subtitle is Freddy's Revenge. But 
This movie isn't about revenge. The first one's about revenge. This is about him trying to escape and yeah. kind of come back. It should be Freddy's return. return. Yeah, it should yeah. be returns. Yeah, but uh, I guess because we had Return of the Jedi two years earlier, maybe mm-hmm. they didn't oh, want I, to use. And I remembered my, my point that, that escaped me. <laughs> it has come back around. That, yeah, he has no consequences for his actions, and that that's another reason why I hate that ending, is just because there's no resolution on that, and we just go back into the 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 aping of the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Last thing here that I'm going to say before we do some clips, and that is, he was killed by the power of love. Right? I mean, that's yeah, kind of what it is, which I know this movie came before this movie by like 10 years, but it just reminded me of Ernest Scared Stupid, in which <laughs> in order to kill the troll, you have to love the troll. And that's how it yeah. dies. But yeah, it's kind of and there, there's people that that lean um, more into the subtext and stuff like that. Um, look at this ending as well. All you need to do is find yourself a nice girl. Kind of a message in that ending, because this this whole thing is like a metaphor of him struggling with his own sexuality, like gay is he straight that kind of thing and freddie represents that that more queer side and how he's taken over by that but but the love of a good woman you know will make him whole again (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah Uh, it's 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 deep but it's there i mean (laughs) that that just sounds like I don't know what that sounds like. I know what I want to say, but I, I kind of don't want to say it. But I don't know. It, it just it, and I, I mean the, these things have been confirmed by the actors, and I mean even the writer himself has talked about this. So I mean it's um, well, I mean okay. So if if the writer is saying that, yeah, then fine. But then it, to me that just comes across as that the writer is homophobic. You know, like that. Just I don't. Know. Some people would say that. I I don't know. I I don't know enough about it sure just, yeah. Just you're, that, you're, yeah you're kind of just telling me you're giving me some context and yeah and i've done zero research on it. again we just watch the movie and then we talk mm-hmm. about it again usually you know what research we do is you know 10 minutes of me looking at the imdb yeah you know uh oh no and um, there's a great companion documentary to this movie called scream queen yeah um mine it's it's very interesting um because it follows um uh, Mark Patton and his resurgence into public life. It's, it's very interesting. Cool. Yeah, I and, and I and I think I read something, and maybe that's where I was reading earlier when he talked about he he played it as a as a closeted character. I think that was from that document doc, documentary. I don't know why that word was hard for me to say, but <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just part of me says if we have to be that deep on our horror slash slasher films then then I think we're doing it wrong you know like what like what makes Halloween work is because it's it's a simple story and that's what makes it kind of scary is because it's just a guy stabbing people and, and you don't know who's gonna get stabbed next that's why I liked Halloween 2018 
so much is because of the pure chaotic violence that that movie kind of oh, yeah. shows. Well, I mean, um, that's why some people would consider slasher movies to be the most basic of horror movies. Yeah. Sometimes the most simple, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most simple. And, um, but I mean, there's so much horror out there that, that really does have, you know, counterculture messages to it, uh, political messages to it, social satire messages to it. Like, I mean, John Carpenter is full of that. There's, there's so much in there and George, Georgia Romero. There's, there's a lot out there where, um, there's a lot that's being said in, in some of the most interesting and creative ways. Um, and this, this film certainly falls in line with that. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I hadn't really ever thought of it that way. And, and I think that's probably because we haven't seen those movies. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, and, um, but, but there's, there's so much out there for, for that kind of stuff. And, and it it does it where, um, where it's, it's, it's really firmly implanted in the story that's being told. Cool. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through my brain of the movies that we've watched for the, mm-hmm. for the podcast. Again, most of my horror experience has been for the podcast with, with, a few, yeah. with few exceptions. And mm-hmm. most of those have always just kind of felt like, we're just trying to tell a good horror story. Oh and, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying like the ones that I like the most, like Train to Busan. There's no hidden mm-hmm. text there. It's just a zombie film. It's just right. happens to be one of, well, and it's also a father daughter story. Like that's the subplot mm-hmm. is you know father daughter uh, thing. But you have to have the human element in order to care about the characters. And that's the, see that's the thing. Also, I didn't kind of care that this kid lived or died. <laughs> because he kind of sucks. I mean, you said it earlier, Andrew. He's he's kind of whiny, and this yeah. movie once again does the thing where she's like, "I love you." I'm like, "What did he do to earn your love? Give you a ride to school?" Which is also confusing because it's not like she lives next door to him. No, and she's super rich. Her family's super right. rich. Yeah. So why does he give her a ride? Like, how did that arrangement start? You know, like, were they at, in class and go? Hey, you live four blocks away from me. You want you know want to ride in my shit car? Okay, sure. Like it just yeah, that was kind of weird, especially it because is. she is rich and she wants to ride with him in this old junky car. Yeah, well, and she even says to her friend uh, because they jump to that scene where they're all on the recreational field and the girls are shooting arrows and the guys are yeah, gym whatever. And, yeah, gym class in the eighties. What the <laughs> yes. F? What? Let's give weapons to our teenagers. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and she's talking with her friend um, with the curly black hair. Yeah. And um, she's like, "What's with that? What's with that guy?" Because they're watching him play baseball. And she looks at her friend and, and says, "He's just my ride to school." And it's like, but then you guys are in a relationship. It like it was didn't make sense. <laughs> it was to me. very yeah, like. I, gave... I don't know where the shift came. What made her fall in love all of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I, so I gave my, in high school, I gave my girlfriend a ride to school. And though when we broke up, I continued to give her a ride to school, which was a lot of fun, let me tell you. But, 
but we had a relationship, you know, it just, it was, mm-hmm. and though, like, in, and, and she also didn't live anywhere near me. It was completely out of the way for me to take her to and from school, but we did. Because, again, when you're dating, that's fine. When you're not dating, it's less fun. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's just weird. And also, like, the, the, the first time we see her, the beginning of the movie, she's like, don't you use a key? It made it seem like this was the first time. Yeah. That she's ridden with him in the, the dinosaur, the deadly dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And that's just, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it could be that this is his first day. This is his first day at school. They they didn't really make that evidence. But, I mean, it kind of makes some things make sense um, a little bit. Because they've they've moved into um, Nancy. Nancy Thompson, is that her last name? Sure. From the first movie. They moved into her house. They weren't able to sell it for five years because of what happened there. And the, but they the got a great price. Is, yeah, because <laughs> because the rumor, there's no story of Freddy Krueger or anything like that. The the remaining story is that there was a girl who lived there that went crazy after she saw her boyfriend get murdered across the street. So I mean, that's the story that's being told. And so they well, yeah, they, they moved it, into it, that house, and that's where the diary comes in, which I think is a really cool mm-hmm. uh, aspect of the story that they find her diary and that fills in some of their blanks. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, I was a little confused. Were they moving out or moving in? But ah. <laughs> yeah, because you see all the boxes and you see the U-Haul box and, mm-hmm. and all the well, stuff, the, and you're the, like, the like the first line here. of dialogue but, that the dad says is, "I want you to empty all of your boxes or whatever. You need to clean your room." Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, okay, well, he's he's still unpacking. But you're right. Yeah. He, he's been there what looks like only a week or two, and he's already made a female friend and offered to give mm-hmm. her a ride to school. I mean. Good on him for act for moving fast, but again, you're, it just again, their relationship just doesn't make sense. Because at the end of the movie, I love you. Why? <laughs> what has he done to, to? I mean, the the one time where you get intimate, he leaves you. So for all you know, he's not into you. Like you don't really know why yeah. he just up and leaves. I mean, we know why as the audience, because he's having, sure. you know, possessions or whatever, and the weird tongue bit, which, again, <laughs> the I wrote, I read in the trivia, the director said that scene was so silly, he kept laughing during the take, so he made <laughs> the assistant director, uh, you know, film, shoot it, because he couldn't do oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Well, we also had that tongue bit in the first movie, you know, with, yes. the, with the phone. With the phone. Yeah. And that comes back several times. His tongue is a thing. Yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot of gross Freddy Krueger. A lot of tongue, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all, that's all I have. I'm going to play some clips now. Are you ready for some clips? Do I don't, it. I don't have a lot. There's just there's not a lot of interesting dialogue, in my opinion, in this movie, but that's okay. Uh, number one. Mommy, why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else? Oh, honey, he's all right. He's just having a bad dream. <laughs> That's is. I I didn't realize how long that. That's a long scream. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah. when you wake up from a nightmare, it's it's like a a real quick. Ah. Yeah, it's yeah. not a it's long. Usually like a shock, not yeah. horror. <laughs> all right, hold on. I now I'm curious. Let's give, give me a second to to cue this up. All right, I I wasn't prepared for this, but now that we've 
I've thought about it. I, I want to do it. Let's see. Do I have it? Give me a second. This is great podcast. Okay, here we go. I'm going to cue this up. Now, which one had the longer scream? This guy? <laughs> so that's four full seconds. All right. Was it that scream or we summon the darkness scream? Okay, here we go. Jesse's scream is longer. It is yeah, longer. Is definitely longer. It is longer. <laughs> the, uh, my audio file is three seconds, but yeah, we got. <laughs> <laughs> it trails off there, but that's four seconds of Jesse. How could you hear your child scream in that manner and just be like, eh? Nah. <laughs> it's just a nightmare. <laughs> it's just a bad dream. I mean, how many times has he done this? And I mean, right. again, how long have, how long have they lived in this house? So it's like, oh, here he goes again. You know, just because at night Dream they come murder. because at night when he does it, they come running in. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what makes that scream, Lindsay, so great is that the, the girl, which is uh, Alexander Daddario, who's screaming. Uh-huh. She is being thrown out a second-story window. She's only <laughs> 10 feet off the ground and yeah. makes that scream. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Uh, here's, here's some really good banter. So what about you and that rich baby you've been cruising to school with every day? What about her? Are you mounting her nightly or what? <laughs> you mounting her nightly? Good Lord. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, the dad. Uh, uh, this is 30 seconds, so it's kind of long, but I, I hate everything. The every- dad, Clue Gulliger, is, is a great. He is a horror icon. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh, He's well, been in a lot of stuff. Yeah? <laughs> and now, you, now you've got me. Uh, his name is Clue. C-L-U. Uh-huh. Oh, he passed away just recently. Yeah, just... August fifth of this yeah. year. Wow, he was ninety three. Good for him. Let's see. All right, so he has. Let's let's just do this real quick. I know a lot of people love it when I read IMDb pages. Here we go. <laughs> let's see. Uh, he was he was in something called Goodyear Playhouse. That sounds kind of fun. Uh, all right, Wanted, Dead or Alive. Let's get into some movies here. Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock Hour presents. He was in that. Let's see. Uh, the Killers, something called The Killers. The Virginian. When you see a lot of TV show. God, he's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Mystery in Dracula's Castle, the TV movie. All right. He was in Kung Fu the series. Ironside. There you go. He was in an episode of Shaft. Nice. I like somebody that's in Shaft. See, The Killer That Wouldn't Die, uh, The Oregon Trail, the TV series. Did they make, please tell me that's, that's what the game's based off of. <laughs> Gotta be. Right? <laughs> he was in something called Chattanooga Choo Choo. See, still scrolling here. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Here we yes. go. So now we're getting into it. So Return of the Living Dead and then Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And then a bunch of TV stuff. Hunter's Blood, Summer Heat, The Hidden, Tape Heads, whatever that is, an episode of MacGyver. 
Gotta like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Puppet Master 5. <laughs> I like it. Something called Feast, which sounds like a... Uh, oh, yeah, Feast. Patrons locked inside a bar are forced to fight monsters. There you go. Oh, yeah, look at this. This looks something right up our alley. We need to watch this. <laughs> Henry Rollins is in it. Oh, I'm 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 all about this. This looks terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Piranha 3DD. Nice. Yeah. Children of the Corn Runaway. The Terror of Frankenstein. So yeah, you're you're not wrong. He's in some stuff. He's in some horror. So good for him. All right, right on. Clue. His name is Clue. All right. Uh, anyway, here's 30 seconds of him. It's that cheap seed you've been buying. Oh, please, can you really? No, it could be. it got to be a rational explanation. I mean, animals just don't explode into flames for no reason. Do That's they? right. All right. Well, it's sure not a leaky gas pipe. Oh. You all right? Oh, I'm sorry. You set this whole thing up, didn't you? What are you talking about? You know damn well what I'm talking about. What'd you use? Firecrackers? You know what he did? He used a goddamn cherry bomb. Oh, stop. That's what he did? Look, you can't talk to me like that. Okay. <laughs> I hate everything about that. Like, you know, oh my God. the fact that he that he goes from, is it is it bird seed? It's bird seed. It's bad bird seed that you're sending, feeding him to. It's mm-hmm. a gas leak to. It, it's a cherry bomb. And then the kid uh-huh. just says, you can't talk to me like that. Not... No, Dad, I didn't intentionally murder our birds. It, <laughs> you can't talk to me like that and just storms off. I, I hated that, all that dialogue. I'm sorry. It's just, I hated all of it. It's a bit silly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of a bit silly. So you going to Lisa's house tomorrow night? No. Nope. Uh, I'm grounded. How come? I threw my grandmother down flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, he's eating the entire scene. He's got food in his mouth. It just makes him awful, like just obnoxious, which I think is the point. But I I can't tell if that's real or not. Is that like, (laughs) did he actually intentionally hurt his grandmother? No, he's he's a jokester. Like (laughs) I don't know what's happening. (laughs) But he's not. But he's not there, right? I mean, he's he's not there. He's grounded. He is grounded. Yeah, we just we just we don't we don't get the real answer. No. But hell, maybe he did throw his grandma down the stairs. <laughs> Who knows? It's so weird. Uh, I did miss one. I accidentally skipped over number two. Here's here's more of him saying saying stuff. Guy gets his rocks off like this. Hangs around queer S and M joints downtown. He likes pretty boys like you. Get out of here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, which also annoyed me later when the two of them are complaining about the coach in the locker room. And then the coach punishes them. It's like, you can't punish yeah. them for having an opinion. That's not how this well, you works. you could in the 80s. He's yeah. an asshole. Yeah, I guess you're right. You could <laughs> in the 80s. Uh, all right. Uh, if this... Uh, trigger warning. If you don't like the sound of screeching noises, just skip ahead 15 seconds. <laughs> Both of your faces. Yeah. So that we got that noise several times throughout the movie, and it 
you know, 80s sound effects are always kind of janky. You know, the lightning sounds real janky. Every time uh-huh. we, the glove, he has the glove, it almost sounds like a gun cocking sound. Oh, it does. The first time I thought somebody had cocked a gun on screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, somebody's going to get shot. And it was just his, it's just the, his like, glove. But, it, but every time the glove moves, it made that sound as if it was a gun cock. It, it made me think they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's like he's ready. Yeah. It gives it yeah. even more emphasis. Yeah. And that that whole uh, running the knives uh, against the rail that happens in pretty much every movie, right? I mean, there's yes. I noticed it in the first one, and That's, then we saw it again in this. Is it before when I was talking about some of the other uh, horror monsters like Freddy, Jason, um, Cenobites from Hellraiser, things like that? They they have their look like Jason has his mask. He's got his machete, Camp Crystal Lake, but he's also got an audio signifier too. Mm-hmm. The you always hear that whenever he's around, and so Freddie's got his, you know, that scraping noise. Right. Because that shows you he's there without having to show him. Yeah. Makes it makes it scarier. And I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I I, I like a good audio cue. Mm-hmm. You know, I like when. I thought it was used very effectively in paranormal activity. You get that low rumble that you know something's mm-hmm. about to happen. And every time one the first time it happened, it it got me all, you know, bothered that every time it happened, my anxiety just increased every time. <laughs> that I don't know if you listened that you probably didn't listen to that episode Lindsay or but you saw my my comments on Twitter that that movie yes. bothered me. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> it it got to me unlike any movie I've seen in a long time. Uh so, all right. I I mentioned this earlier. So I captured this audio and then I found in the trivia that this is in fact whale noises. So they used whale noises to emphasize Freddy's dream-like whatever. Mm-hmm. But Almost every time we hear it, it's not in the dream. We're in the real world, which was still weird to me. But the first time I heard that, I thought, that's whale noises. I'm listening to whales. And then, so I wrote it down, but sure enough, that we were listening to whale noises. So, so there you go. All right. Time for this next part, which is sponsored by... Do you like cute dogs? Of course you do. We have a cute dog, and we'll share pictures of her if you listen to our podcast. We are Two Idiots and a Dog, and we talk about movies and other media. And post pictures of our dog, Kaiju. New episodes post weekly on podpage.com slash T-I-A-A-D media. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at T-I-A-A-D media and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So give us a listen. You wouldn't want to disappoint Kaiju. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is the game. This is the game where we called, hey, did you notice? This is a game where Andrew has found little odds and ends that he found interesting in the movie, and he's going to ask us about them right now. Simple game. Uh, Lindsay will go first, play against me. Uh, first question uh, obviously goes to Lindsay. If she gets it right, she gets a point. If she doesn't get it right, I get a chance to steal it. Unfortunately, Lindsay has already played our game and received stickers from me, so in this case, there's no Just reward. Just for fun. But it'll be it'll be a good time. So, 
Andrew, take Just it away. Just bragging rights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, bragging rights. Okay, Lindsay, the bus at the beginning of the movie is bus number 201. When they stop to let students off, how many students get off at the first stop? Oh, damn. <laughs> I know three of them remain. I just don't know how many are on there in the first place. Uh, I'll say eight. All right, Sean, do you have a guess? A guess is it's truly a guess. Five. All right. It is four. There are three guys get off, and then a fourth guy gets off with a French horn case, which is probably something you thought I might mention because it's music, yeah. but it's not. But uh, the reason I wanted to ask a question about the bus, we haven't mentioned it, that is uh, England driving the yes, bus. he is the yeah. bus driver. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Sean, this goes to you. Yep. The Walsh's phone has a chalkboard attached to it. How many different messages are written on it throughout <laughs> the movie? Oh, Dang it. my God. That is not what I thought you were going to say. I, I, I wrote down the messages. <laughs> oh, because I wrote down, uh, I wrote it down. Where is it? Hold on. It is. Oh, I wrote it down. Gosh, where is it? Where is it? No. <laughs> Dang it. Where is it? I can't find it. See, I knew, I knew you would be writing down what it said. <laughs> but I knew you probably wouldn't capture how many different messages there were no uh, oh yeah it was uh call Rhonda was one of them that right. was that was the first one i noticed uh there's we're only in the kitchen like three times so i'm gonna say there were three different messages okay Lindsay, what do you think I say two there were four different messages oh, oh the answer was four again gosh dang it yep so there were uh the one that said Rhonda or call Rhonda. there was one that said zach called and then there were two more that were both different, but I could not make out what they said. Uh, but you could tell because the size of the, the words were different in both of those. Um, but so four different messages. All right. All right, Lindsay, this goes to you. On the shelf in Jesse's closet where Lisa finds the diary. The answer is four. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a box for a game. What's it called? Oh, shoot. I remember noticing it. And I see it in my mind, but I cannot read the letters on the side of the box. Heck, was it? It had something to do with. Did it have something to do with dreaming? I don't know. I I have no idea. Are cheesy. Okay, <laughs> Sean. No, I I have Yahtzee in my head, but that's not right. The game was called Probe. Ooh. Probe. Right. Yeah. Not a game I was familiar with. I had to look it up, but that was what it was called. All right, Sean, this is yours. When Jesse opens the drawer on his desk, trying to find out where the scratching noises come from, we say we see several things in his drawer. An eraser, baseball cards, a slinky, and a die. What number oh is my on the die? <laughs> you were in a mood today. Uh, four. Lindsay. Oh, that was a good chance. Five. Three. Three was the, the number on the die. It should have been four. All right. I got a question so, for, I yeah. got one. I got one. At the opening breakfast table, what are the name, what's the name of the cereal the sister's eating? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah. Fu Manchu, which I thought was really. Fu Manchu's. Uh, Fu Manchu's, yeah. The... 
kind of a W. I was like, oh my god. I saw that and I was like, was this? Please tell me this wasn't real. No, it was not. No, I don't think so. Last question: whose whose turn is it now? I've already lost track here. It goes back to Lindsay. All right, Lindsay. So uh, Jesse has a sign on his bedroom door. What does it read? Jesse's door. I got the one on the friend's door. Uh, caution, blind driveway. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, Sean. The the so the the friend he goes to visit, where the you know the claws come through the door that had a sticker mm-hmm. on it that said "No nerds." Right. But the, Jesse had a, a sign on his door though. I didn't notice the one on his door. I don't know. Uh, Keep out. The reason I noticed it is because it was altered. Uh, the sign actually said no out of town checks, but he had taken an I and put it over the E. So it said no out of town chicks. chicks. That's yeah. Not. Jesse, you suck. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bonus question since we don't have any points and no one's won. Bonus question. <laughs> I have two bonus questions. Just so okay, here we good. go. You might need the, a third. <laughs> How many car? You can just shout your name if you know the answer. How many cartons of milk does Grady drink at lunch? Three. Yes. Two. I, I <laughs> noticed that. Three. I noticed that very vividly. Like, why does he have three milks oh, on the thing? Damn. <laughs> the the other. And, go ahead. No, and then the last thing I wrote down was what band poster is above Jesse's bed? Oh, I don't. Oh, know. it's oh God! What was it? It's a song I actually like quite a bit. A band I like. The Who. No. I don't know. It was. It was a very. It was, oh God! What was it? Like Lincoln. I can. I can see it. Simple Minds. Oh, Simple Minds. Yeah. Don't you forget about don't me? You forget, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. the other the other trivia that I wrote down were how many Coca Colas were featured. And oh my are, gosh, so many. Well, there are so there's there's a there's one shot where there are two on the nightstand and then he takes uh, a third one where he actually takes his no dose pill. So mm-hmm. I saw uh on camera vividly there were three different uh coke cans in the shot. So Yeah, there were more than that cuz I, I There was a bunch in the background, as... but I I thought yeah. maybe you would say how many were like directly on screen or something like that. So those <laughs> A lot of the pool party and well, yeah, and then they also had, you know, yeah. they also had, yeah, Coke, and then it just said beer. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Because like, it looked like a like an old school Coors can. I, I thought it was Coors, too. It looked like a yeah. Coors coloring scheme, but it just said yeah. beer. So that's why I was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, so no points, but Sean, we'll give you the bonus there. Oh, good. It. I'm so glad, because <laughs> I noticed how many milks there were. <laughs> All right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Well, this movie is the second of a franchise, and I thought, well, let's talk about some horror franchises. So we're going to do that as our top three, and I'm going to let Lindsay go first. Uh, my top three, in no particular order, are uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen... Parts of the one with Matthew McConaughey. Yep. I like that one a lot. Yeah. 
And it, <laughs> it's just bonkers. Yeah, it weirded me out, which is why I think I just kind of stayed away from that whole franchise because it was really weird. I've seen oh, none yeah. of those except for the, what we've done for the podcast. Yeah. I got to get out and watch some of that stuff. Uh, some yeah. So my three are uh, I did do the Halloween series uh, because I've seen now four of them. I've seen Halloween 1, 2, and then Halloween 18 and Halloween kills and i do want to do halloween ends for the podcast mainly because we have done the basically the we, other we, two, yeah. we've done the new the two new ones well technically we did halloween ends for uh, a, a companion podcast we didn't do it for ours we did it for measuring the score but we've basically done it so so yeah i do want to do kills mainly because it's really divisive it, it is very divisive. Is that the one that just came out like a couple days ago? Yeah. There are some people that really, it's like The Last Jedi of yeah. Star mm-hmm. Wars franchise. Yeah, I've heard mixed is. reviews. Well, but like like mixed reviews makes it sound like some people liked it and some people didn't like it. This has some been, people, Twitter, it's been either yeah. I loved it or I freaking hated it. Yeah. I mean, there there is very little in between. It, it, I haven't seen really anyone that was like, it was fine. That's kind of where I am with it. I mean, there's stuff I liked about it, and there was stuff that I liked that I wish wasn't in this movie that they had, you know, promoted as being this grand finale between two characters. But I'm like, it, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not too invested in it. Yeah. the The biggest complaint that I saw was that Michael Myers isn't in the movie very much, and then someone put a you know a tweet that said. He, you know, Michael Myers is in the first Halloween movie, a grand total of ten and a half minutes, and he's in this movie, eleven minutes or something like that. Yeah, he's he's in this one more than he was in the original. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, but but barely, you know, by twenty seconds. Oh or yeah. But like, now I don't know how many. I don't, I don't, the the first movie is not very long. The first movie is only like an hour and a half. So if this movie is like you know two oh. hours and twenty minutes, you know. Oh it, no, I don't think I think it's. I think it's comparable. I don't. I don't know, but I mean, I guess we can look it up if we care. But uh, anyway, Halloween is my number two or my number three. I wrote number two is the Conjuring series. Now I've only seen the first two, uh, but yeah. I liked both of them. I thought they were both really good. This also yeah. is a is a product of again, kind of like Andrew. I've not seen a lot of horror franchises, but. Um, well, yeah, and and I took this question not as what do you think are the best ones. Yeah. It's just, these are, these are the ones that I always go back to, you know. Yeah. I may not watch all of the the films in the franchise over and over again, but there's definitely films in each one of those that I go back to time and time again. Yeah, and I, I also kind of feel like a franchise has to be more than two. Uh, otherwise, I would have said the Doctor Sleep, because I loved Doctor Sleep so much. You know, I mean, The Shining is good. I don't, I don't like it particularly, but it's a really good movie. But Doctor Sleep, I love so much that I would, it elevates it. But it's just the two movies, so I kind of feel like I can't really use that one. Yeah. All right, and my last one is the Evil Dead trilogy. That's a trilogy I have seen. Mm-hmm. I've probably watched each of those movies easily ten times. I, I really I ha- love them. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, we will do that trilogy. I think that'll be a fun yeah. thing to do. Like, 
that that's a great trilogy. Come February, like February or something. Let's do the Evil Dead trilogy, and we'll bring back some of our horror horror friends. Sorry, Lindsay, you're you're relegated to the nightmare movies, so. I I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm on a mission. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're you're here for it. We'll 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 get you back on. So that's my three. Uh, Andrew, what you got? Well, I have um an honorable mention of one that is not really a franchise. There's only two of these movies, but I really like them, and they I have this thing about being in the water and sharks and yeah. fish and things that I can't uh, I can't control. So there's a movie called 47 Meters Down, and then there's another called 47 Meters Down Uncaged or something like that. Uh, and essentially these guys are diving, looking at sharks, and they run out of air and they get trapped down there. And it's, it's yeah, it's less horror but more suspense, I guess. But yeah. it is kind of kind of scary. So that's my honorable mention. Number three, I have a, a franchise called Wrong Turn. Um, which I just happened to see in the right time in my life. I guess I was in high school, maybe end of high school when the first one, or when I saw the first one and it really bothered me. Like I didn't want to go out exploring in the woods because I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might walk up on some people that would eat me. And then uh, I have, I know what you did last summer. Okay. Uh, not a great series by any means, but it's I read the fun. book in middle school and um, the movie came out about the same time. The first one came out about the same time. And so it was kind of special to me. And then last, I have Final Destination. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Another fun one. Yeah, I only, I've only seen the first two, but yeah. Yeah, Final Destination is one that it kind of bothered me for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never, that. to this day, every time I get behind a log truck, I everyone. have to switch that's, that's everyone that has seen yeah. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, it always comes right to mind. Yeah, yeah. everyone. The, <laughs> my favorite part a generation. of that. Yeah, it really did. I mean, like, you can you can just take a picture of a log truck and post it on Twitter, and, and everyone people knows. People know exactly what you mean. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, get the F away from that guy. Like, don't you kind of feel bad for loggers, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I bet they love it. They've got the they got the row to yeah, themselves. People are just avoiding them. Yeah, you put that <laughs> blinker on, it just parts the seas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, uh, I got this up kind of late on Twitter, so we didn't have a whole lot of interaction there, but that's all right. Uh, our good friend uh, uh, Drew over at Attitude Air Wrestling Review said, Saw, Nightmare, and Halloween. Uh, but he also wrote, I don't watch horror movies, so I asked who my mom loves. So that's what his mom said. <laughs> Not making that up. He literally said that's what my mom says. So <laughs> I uh, I like it. And that's it. <laughs> no one else. That was it. The only other person was, uh, we did have uh, Darren from uh, Nostalgia Cast said, uh, I can't say that I like the the second one. Um he wrote N O E S too, so I got nose. It took me a second for my brain to go, oh, oh yeah, yeah nightmare, nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street. But it at least it attempts a different aesthetic in story themes. Horror franchises are weird animals as they lose their bite with every sequel. That said, at least the nightmares, paranormal activities, and evil deads switch it up on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I, I like his take there. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. And this movie does kind of do something different. 
The problem is, is that I think that the different fails because okay. you know, I just again the you gave us some rules in the in in the first movie, and then it feels like you ignored them in the second one, as opposed to you know growing them or whatever. I don't know. Just it's hard yeah, to. It, it, it just kind of it, it flopped a lot of things um, on their head, which I thought was interesting because, you know, most horror movies and in the first one, you have the, the concept of the final girl. And she's usually of her friend group. She's a little more, you know, she's she's portrayed as a little stronger or smarter, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they kind of flipped that on its head on its head where they had a final boy and. He's the inverse of that, where he's he's a little more emotional and, you know, a little more slight and and more uh, vulnerable. Right. Yeah. I also found it interesting. Yeah, to, like to your point, to add that too is like in this movie it, and I, and this probably goes back to the theme of you know, the main character kind of being emasculated a little bit because of the kind of the gay undertones or overtones is that the girl has to kind of be the strong one. Mm-hmm. The girl rescues him. Yeah. Which in 1985 is kind of forward thinking if you think about it. That like, yeah. like the girl is the hero. I mean, it's not just that she's the final girl. She really is the It's Like Jamie Lee Curtis just survives. Right, like she just, she's the final girl because she's just able to survive. Whereas in this case, she actively wins the day, which is kind of neat. So, well, yeah, I mean, most final girls they they defeat their tormentor yeah. at the end. Um, so I mean, and and usually there's some kind of you know where they're a little more reserved and more bookish at the beginning. By the end, they're able to 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 find their inner strength. And so there's this transformation that also accompanies the final girl, and that this movie parallels that with yeah. what happens to Jesse. On a on a different note, don't watch the movie Final Girl. That one sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. We we watched that one. <laughs> yeah, I his, seen that. his wife made us watch that one. <laughs> Abigail Breslin, who is the the little girl from mm. Signs, I think. Yeah, she's in it. It's the most unrealistic thing you've ever seen. I just, it's kind of, it's like, I, I'm all for the idea, right? The movie is called Final Girl because it's literally that. It's about a girl who was tormented and I think sexually abused or something. And she was okay. she was uh, taken in by, I don't remember his name, but he was the game creator from the first Hunger Games movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he's like, hey, I will teach you the ways of survival and, you know, skills so that you can have your revenge. And then she mm-hmm. puts herself in a scenario where it's like her versus like these five dudes in the woods and she mm-hmm. picks them off one at a time. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is that like Abigail didn't go through any kind of physical training or any kind of martial arts training, you know, it just, she doesn't look like she's a girl that could actually punch somebody and hurt them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like, okay. like you see Scarlett Johansson when she's, she's fairly athletic and muscular, 
So when uh-huh. she punches a dude in the face, you're like, it, yeah, that looks real. But, yeah. you know, a- Abigail, it looks like my six-year-old punching somebody. <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not believable. She still looks, she, even though she is a grown woman, she still looks very much, she looks very young for her age. Yeah. She's full. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. Very and like, youthful looking. Because in the movie, she's like 19 or so, and she looks like she's 14. <laughs> and I think maybe they were trying to go for a non-athletic type character, but it, it still wasn't believable. It though. was very unbelievable. And it was just also poorly acted. I mean, I think she's probably yeah. a fine actress, but she... Not in that one. Not in that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from 0 to 10. And we will do that now, starting with... Uh, Lindsay. Um, I gave this movie a six out of ten. Okay. Um, this. Well, I don't think this is a bad movie. It's not my favorite in the franchise by a long shot. Um. And there's there's many things in it that I don't like, in as far as a horror movie and a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but. I think the whole story around the the subtext and 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 for it to to feature that kind of character in 1985 and how certain parts of the horror community have really latched onto this film and kind of made it their own I think is important and um and it, it it's just cuz it wasn't a huge story at the time that it came out I mean it was in in smaller, smaller niche markets, but as far as like people in the Midwest had, you know, they weren't picking up on that kind of thing. <laughs> the eighties in the Midwest, they weren't, they weren't catching it, or at least most of us weren't. Um, so for it to have this, this resurgence and rediscovery because of that, I think is, is really cool because even though this wasn't well accepted at the time, um, critically especially, that it's nice that it's found a home. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Andrew? Uh, I think it's already mentioned. I think you said it was, what, 5.3 or 4 on, on, on yeah, IMDb? something like that. You know, having gone into this, before we talked about it, I mean, I think maybe you guys have changed my mind about it a little bit about some of the uh, some of the things that are wrong with the movie. Um, I mean, I did I did still enjoy it though. Um, I, I, I'm gonna go maybe like a six point eight okay. out of ten. Wow. So it's I think I gave the first one somewhere in the sevens, and you this one a... I still like it, but. Just the few things that we've mentioned. Uh, sorry, my dog is barking. Um, the few things that we've mentioned drop it a little bit lower than the first one for me. Yeah, you gave the first one a 7.2. All right. Um, I don't think it's a secret. I I didn't care for it. I was bored. I was confused. I just wasn't a fan. But, you know, it's okay. I'm I'm staring at the score that I gave Morbius, <clears throat> and I'm trying to decide which I would rather watch, this or Morbius. 
<laughs> and I think I have to say this because Morbius was bad. And at least this it movie was really bad. This movie is trying to do something. It has some redeeming qualities. It, I think it does. And maybe yeah. and maybe if I watch it again, which I won't, but you know, maybe <laughs> maybe I'd have a good better time with it. IMDB gave it a 5.4. I'm just going to give it a 5. I th- I'm just going to give it a 5. It was it's it's okay. It's not great. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just it's average as you can get. And <laughs> And that's all right. I mean, it gives us a, a combined score of five point nine three. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'm okay with that. That's that's right along the same lines as the uh, original Total Recall. For what it's worth. Okay. So. All right. Well, so I did the math, Lindsay. Uh-huh. Uh We did the first one. I, it it feels like it wasn't that long ago. It was. I know, but it was eighteen weeks ago. So I know. Was it really? Yeah, yeah I did the math. It was eighteen oh weeks ago. It was uh, back like in July. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought it was like a month ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was June twenty ninth. We recorded. So. Holy crap. Yeah, it feels not that long ago, but yeah, it was a long time ago. And you, mm-hmm. we, we booked this like the next day or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Really. So I'm going to do some math, and in about 18 weeks, we'll have you back on for, good. for the third one, whenever that is. <laughs> it'll fly by. It'll go by real fast. Lindsay, thank I think you'll really like the direction that the series takes from here, especially this next one, because last time you were... You, you had a couple comments about like lucid dreaming and things like that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. This next one, which is a lot of people's favorites. I mean, I don't want to hype it up too much. Sure. I don't want to do that. But it's a lot of people's favorites and it it, it gets back to the 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 nightmare aspect of mm. of Freddy. Cool. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and before I, I, I give you an opportunity here, Lindsay, to talk about you and where people can find your stuff, we, Andrew and I, and potentially Sam, are going to be joining the Hops Geek News podcast to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to re-review the first one. Nice. So I'm pretty excited for that. But, Lindsay, please tell our listeners where they can find your show and your stuff uh, on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube, it's just my name, Lindsay Washburn, Lindsay with an A, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Lindsay Washburn. Find me at any of those places, and on the Bad Movie Night podcast, which we uh, goes up every Thursday. Very cool, and of course, the links to your uh, your your Twitter and your your socials will be up in the in the show notes. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming back on the show and, and talking with us. This was a lot yeah, of fun. I, I'm, I'm really glad to have you back on. And yeah, this uh, looking this forward a lot to of fun. yeah, looking forward to talking to you again in 18 weeks. I know, I, and just <laughs> the fact that that you guys haven't seen these movies and and they're movies that I grew up with and loved. It's it's really interesting to see your point of view. I it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said interesting and not that we're just wrong. I appreciate that. No, God. <laughs> so real quick before you before we finish up here Lindsay, have you or sean i don't know you 
may both have heard of this. This new movie that is out now on Netflix that is making people like physically ill. Uh, it's called Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah, that's a sequel. Um, it's basically. OK, you you have seen sla- you haven't seen a lot of horror, but you have seen slasher movies, how like, right. the last the third act is just people dying. Right. This is a whole movie of that. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch it, but because <laughs> it's, it's I am a Halloweeny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've just heard a lot about people are getting physically like they're preparing themselves with vomit bags and everything to, yeah. to watch this movie. Yeah, very, very gory. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a clown that kills people, right? Like it's a some kind of clown. I just saw some yep. little little parts of a trailer. It, it it does look rough. All right. That's it. That's our show. Thank you all so much for listening. We are Cheap Seat Reviews. Uh go to cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com is our website there. You can find links to all of our social medias there. Have a conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And I will talk to you. If you have a request, that's the best way to do it is through those things. You can email us, but no one emails us anymore. Except people that (laughs) want to try to sell me stuff or get me to buy their promotional (laughs) hoo-ha. But otherwise, reach out through Twitter or Facebook or, or whatever. That's it. That's that's it. That's our show. Next week is our last week in Cheap Scare Reviews, and we are going to be doing The World's End, the final, the finale of the Cornetto trilogy, and we'll be joined by Jen from My Streaming Bubble. I'm very excited to have her on the show, because I've been on her show twice, and it was a lot of fun. So, On behalf of Lindsay and Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week for The World's End. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.